Welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, we're joined by a member who's got an interesting start to the food service industry that I'm looking forward to learning more about. Please welcome the principal from Ricka Design Studios, Mr. Ryan Makita. Hey, Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you, Wade? I'm doing good. Well, thanks for joining us from the show today, Ryan. Um, you know, as we get started, uh, as pretty much in every episode, uh, it starts the same question. I know it's kind of the boring elevator pitch question, but everybody likes to know, you know, how did you get your start in the food service industry as well as get your start in the food service consulting industry? Yeah, so I like to say that I fell uh, backwards into the food service industry. I moved to New, uh, New York City in 2009 after I graduated school. I actually have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater, so I had come to the city to be a performing artist. Um, so I very quickly found myself working in restaurants as a uh, starving artist, and that's kind of how I got my operational expertise and backgrounds. I worked around the city uh, for a, a decade or so in different restaurants and quickly fell in love with hospitality. So somewhere around 2014-15, I got involved in project management, and then I found myself uh, in the design and construction department of Patina Restaurant Group, working with them for a couple years, got my ropes, and then I moved to uh, Ricka Design Studios in uh, 2018. Nice. Very good. So I, I have to know then, theater major, what was the goal? Are you uh, musical theater, regular theater, improv, comedy? What, what Music theater, yeah. So I studied uh, professional voice lessons all through my high school years and through college, and I moved here with the intent of uh, getting on Broadway. Okay. And do you still dabble in that a little bit? Uh, yes, no? but only a karaoke. <laughs> As so eloquently you put it, you fell backwards into this career. You know, it, it is an interesting way of doing things. So when you got to be a consultant designing things for either Rick or, or before, how long did it take you before you felt like you were proficient at it or felt like you were the expert finally? I, I still feel like I'm learning. I uh, sort of feel like that's part of the industry, the way it's always changing. But I mean, from the point that I started, I think it took a it's solid 18 to 24 months, two years before I really felt confident in the expertise uh, that I could offer, you know, my own personal spin on things. And then also feeling comfortable in the value that I could provide to clients. It definitely took some time to okay. uh, get that under my belt. Yeah. And with Ricka Design, is there any certain type of segments or, or parts of the industry that you specialize yeah, in? Yeah, sure. So being based in New York, it just so happens that I end up covering a lot of the hospitality sector. So I'd say a majority of the projects okay. that I work on are in, are in hospitality, but uh, also pretty diversified studio that I manage. And then being out of New York, I end up managing most of the international business that comes through Rika as well. So uh, Rika has taken me all over the world to China, to the Caribbean for different projects as well. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, something that your uh, uh, theater may not have gotten you. So see, you end up getting to see the world. Yeah, already. you know, things, uh, things work out in a strange way. Yeah, I, I feel very blessed. I uh, I grew up in a very, very small town in Illinois, never realizing or thinking that I'd be traveling the world and getting paid to do so. And I'm pretty lucky with FCSI to be able to do that over the years. So it is funny how things kind mm -hmm. of work out in, in, in a good way. So, um, so far, though, I know you're relatively young into the industry. What's been your favorite project you've worked on? Or if you don't want to talk about favorite, maybe your most challenging one you've worked on so far. Yeah, I have a couple of favorites. So I, I do love the travel side of this. And I've had the privilege to um, work at a, a number of different resorts and locations in the Caribbean. So naturally, I gravitate okay. toward those projects. So I've, I've done a number of things with <laughs> Viceroy in, um, in St. Lucia. 
uh, in the Bahamas for other companies as well. And I, I find the the overall resort hotel planning experience to be really, really exciting and interesting, you know, creating the destination for guests who are on the resorts from the beginning of the day all the way to, uh, you know, the sunset drinks, all of those different aspects. I, I really enjoy the hospitality side of it as well. Um, and it's been uh, really interesting working in that space. And then I also really like um, I really like the, the military sector. So I, I did some work, a couple of okay. feasibility studies with um, West Point and the Naval Academy. And I it's it's just such a totally different food service model to what you see in hospitality yeah. or, you know, corporate higher education uh, that it, it challenges me and keeps me learning in new ways. And, and I think that's a that's a big thing that I like about the food service industry. And so I naturally gravitate towards, yeah. I think, those projects that are more challenging. Yeah. Well, living in New York City I and, and in this industry, uh, and I, I think probably New York City being as close uh, proximity as everybody is as well, how have you found um, networking and how it relates to your professional success, whether it be networking with colleagues, whether it's other people in FCSI, whether it's other people in the industry, you know, how does that fit into your career so far? Well, um, business development is a, a big part of, you know, what we've, we as principals have had to focus on, especially over the past couple of years with the pandemic oh. and the drop off in business and, and so forth. Um, but it's something that I naturally gravitate towards. So, uh, a heavy amount of uh, conference attendance has worked into my schedule on an annual basis. You know, we try to do lunch and learns or hosted things like that. But in terms of the, the networking in the city, it has been a challenge over the past couple of years. But I try to hit the, you know, the BDNYs, the different conferences that are happening in the city, um, get out there for happy hours. And then any opportunity I get yeah. these days to do an in-person meeting. There's a couple architecture firms that work, we work with in Manhattan. They're just back now getting back to their offices. And I take every opportunity I can to get okay. out there in person and to have that engagement with them. Because a lot of the clients that I'm working with now, we've been working with each other for two or three years. And some of them we've never met in person. Very, very, it is a crazy world we live in right now where you have been working. Or I, I know uh, my, uh, where my wife or works, um, you know, people came back from work after the, the pandemic and have children now that didn't have children when they even left. So weren't even pregnant when they left. So it's been kind of a crazy life for the last couple of years. How, how have you seen the, the industry change in New York specifically over the last couple of years? And then not only have you seen it change, is there been anything permanently that's a, you've had to adjust when it comes to the way you design or the way you think about uh, hospitality moving forward? Yeah, good question. So it's definitely been bizarre. Uh, so I was one of the those that stuck it out in New York City throughout the entire pandemic through 2020. So I've basically okay. been here through that throughout the entire scene. So I've, I've, I've seen all of the different permutations that it's taken through the pandemic. The, the biggest observation I've made is that the boroughs really kind of never left. You know, if you were going to stay in the city for the duration of the pandemic, what happened is you either left the city, Manhattan entirely, or you moved out into the boroughs. And so as a result of that, okay. I've sort of seen Brooklyn and Queens to be the first boroughs to come back online in terms of development. And okay. I'm surprised. I feel like it's every single day now. I, I see new restaurants popping up in popular neighborhoods of, you know, Williamsburg, in Astoria, in Queens, um, those sorts of things. And I think just now we're starting to see bigger projects in Manhattan get greenlit. But there, I definitely feel like there was because of the, the, the vacancy rate 
in Manhattan was so high yeah. uh, that, that it was a slow to start yeah. because there was not a lot of confidence in the building um, that was happening there. And then in terms of, I would think, industry changes, I, I think there's just budgets are, I mean, they've always been the most important thing, but now it's even more important. And there's, <laughs> there's, there's real hesitancy um, to push this, you know, to, to get designs across the line um, in a fiscal manner and, um, you know, value engineering, it's expected to be a part of every single conversation that happens now. Um, so I think that the, the early details, you know, getting those, the, the small nuances of the details and the design, getting those into the plans as early as possible so that the numbers that you're putting out there are as realistic as they can be. Uh, that's that's the, the thing that I try to do the most these days and I think that is uh, adjusted the most. Okay, very good. I love to hear about, I love New York City. So it's, it's, it has, you know, talking to members and, and to rep groups and things of that nature over the last few years, it's, it's, I'm glad to hear it finally starting to come back along with the boroughs. And, and it's interesting that you're right. Everybody can just thinks of New York City because it's Manhattan, mm -hmm. but really the boroughs, uh, from what I've been told, very similar to what you just talked about. A lot of them did survive it pretty well for lack of a better way of explaining it versus Manhattan, which really like boarded up for the most part. Um, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure why other than it was probably overpriced to begin with. And therefore it needed a, a little bit of a correction to start taking place before everything could get back to where it is or where it will be. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I ironic now with inflation and everything, we're not too far from where those prices were pre pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as a younger member in FCSI and, and being a consultant, what is a piece of advice you'd give to somebody coming out of hospitality school or maybe somebody thinking that uh, making a career change or transition? Uh, what's some piece of advice you'd give to them about becoming a food service consultant and, and what, what your day-to-day -day is like and, and what makes that job such a great job? Good question. Okay, so the, the advice that I would give to someone coming out of hospitality school would be to lean on the resources in the industry. You know, those reps, those manufacturers, all of those people that are available as resources. You know, we are expected to be the experts for the client, but that doesn't mean that we're actually the expert of everything. A big part of what we do is yeah. knowing who to call at the right time and how to facilitate conversations. So don't put all the weight on yourself to be the, the person that knows everything and, you know, get used to having to ask for help because the way this industry works, yeah. um, there's equipment that manufacturers can let you know is not even going to be released for six to eight months. Uh, you can get that in your drawings if you have that conversation with the reps and the manufacturers early. And then, yeah. um, and then what was the other side of the question? What would you... Um what makes it, what makes it such a great job? Like what, what is something that, uh, what's a reason that they should choose a food service consultant as a career? Yeah. For, for myself, uh, personally, it's, it's project-based work is a huge part of it versus operational-based work where it's a, a, a stricter sort of nine to five with the same sort of administrivia that you go through every single day. The projects that I work on are so diverse and changing and the people that I get to interface as a result of that is extremely satisfying to me. Um, so I, I really love that part and the, the, the amount of people that I get to meet and interface with and learn and the, the exposure to all of the different sectors. I really love that side of it. And then also the, the, the technical acumen required to do this work. We really have to yeah. be 
you know, engineers or partner with, as engineers with teams and are expected to be able to speak on food service yeah. systems. And so, you know, there's the, there's the networking sort of fun, creative side, the traveling. And then also I, I, I do find the technical side to be very satisfying and, and check a box as well. Very good. Great answer. Well, that's all the formal questions I've got for you. But as you know, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we can let you go. So I've got a set of would you rather questions for you. Um, and we'll just go right into the first one, which is, would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or always forget the one thing you do need every time you go shopping? Uh, I think I would, I would rather forget the one thing that I always need because clutter gives me anxiety. Okay. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big okay. person who likes to have things that have purpose. And I get really upset when I see things around that don't really, I don't really use on a daily basis. It's like a reminder of a bad decision. So I think I would, I think I would rather have to, you know, walk out of the CVS and then turn around and go back in, than have all these things cluttered okay. around my apartment and have it bugging me every single day. Very, very good. Would you rather have a personal housekeeper or a personal chef? Personal housekeeper. Okay. Would you rather be an extra in an Oscar winning movie or the lead actor in an, a box office bomb? Lead actor in a box office bomb. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather be able to watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies for the rest? Of I the really life? can't stand Hallmark movies. So I'm going with horror movies. On this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button for your life? Pause, definitely. Yeah, sometimes it takes me a, a second would extra to collect my thoughts in situations, so I would much prefer that to have a second to settle and think about something before I say it. Yeah. <laughs> very good. I agree. The pause button for, for me would probably be very beneficial. Um, my big mouth gets me in trouble <laughs> sometimes. Uh, would you rather personally win $25,000 or have your best friend win $100,000? Uh, my best friend. Got to give it to him. Okay. Would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or a robot apocalypse? Zombie apocalypse. It just sounds much cooler. <laughs> I agree. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or give up bathing for a month? I think, I think give up my cell phone. For a month, I struggle with this a lot. I, you know, I don't like how much I time I spend on my phone sometimes, and I, I try to get myself into situations where I have to put my phone aside. So I think I would actually really enjoy going off the grid, not having my phone for an entire month, and be able to clean that entire time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to speak any language or be able to communicate with animals? Communicate with animals. I have a dog. He's two years old. Got him during the pandemic, and I, I wonder every day what's on his mind. So it would be great, you know, to be able to have a conversation <laughs> with him. Would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head, or always have an itch that you can't reach? Got to go with the song in the head. I feel like that's me, anyways. Okay. <laughs> would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Read the book first, then watch the movie. Uh, would you rather own your own theme park or own your own zoo? Uh, theme park. Grew up a big fan of roller coasters, so in the off hours, I would definitely take advantage of that. I think it'd be so much fun to own my own theme park. Yeah. Absolutely. And less maintenance too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot less. And no, li no lines. Yeah, exactly. Would you rather be compelled to high-five everyone you meet 
or be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone in a green shirt? <laughs> Uh, I would I would be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone in a green shirt. I live in New I, Finally. Well, listen, somebody. I live in New York City. There's 10 million people here. That's a lot of high fives. That's the way yeah, I'm looking at this. That is. I was going to say, of all the people we've interviewed for season four, I think you are the, <laughs> the one I was really worried about where you would go with this because you probably are surrounded by the most amount yeah. of people that of anybody we interviewed. So, yeah, you would you can't get yeah, away Yeah, that sounds from exhausting. You. Every green shirt now for the next week, you've got to give a wedgie to when you're walking down the streets okay. of New York. I'll follow Very up good. with you on that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that goes. Uh, just don't call me for bail. Um, would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Completely automated home. I'm not sold on self-driving okay. cars yet. Okay. Would you rather be able to go to any theme park in the world? I already know the answer to this. I'm not going to, I don't even know I'm going to ask this, but anyway, would you rather be able to go to any theme park in the world for free for the rest of your life or eat for free at any drive-through restaurant for the rest yeah, of your life? Yeah. Theme park. I definitely do that. Yeah. You don't have drive-thrus and exactly. you're in, you're in, in New York yeah. city. You don't now, have that were corner so. stores or bodegas, you know, that's what we have out here. That, that yeah. might be a different story. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, your favorite go-to comfort food? Tacos. Okay. Favorite candy? Oh, Reese's. Not PCs. Reese's. Reese's. Very good. Cups. Okay. Uh, the favorite city you visited or worked in? I think New Orleans. If we're talking about the United States, Ooh, yeah, New cool. Orleans and yeah. Nashville. Really cool young city as well. Okay. Great, both mm -hmm. great, cities. great food cities. New Orleans is is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. absolutely. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities mm -hmm. in the United States absolutely. by far. And last but not least, your go to karaoke song. Wow, wow, Mister Brightside by the Killers. Oh, good, good yeah. choice. I have a whole list. Uh, to be honest, I have a, a list in my notes on my phone <laughs> because you know sometimes the mood strikes for something different, so I don't always know what you know yeah. what's going to be uh, what what in mood I'm for, but. That's my go-to. If all else fails. All right, very good. Well, that's all. The, that's all the questions I got for you today. But before I let you go, Ryan, tell everybody how they can find out more about you. And yeah, the, sure. So if you go to Ricka.com and just check out the leadership page there, you'll find my uh, bio and profile there. I'm also active, uh, very active on LinkedIn, and so you can search me by my name, Ryan Makita, on LinkedIn, and you have all my contact information there as well. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of the Americas. A huge thank you to Ryan for joining us on the show today. Be sure to like and subscribe to wherever platform you use to keep up with us. And until then, cheers.